Stephanie Hanson with Stephanie's Dish. You're Stephanie March. With Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine and, and stuff. And you're working so hard and writing so much good stuff. Well, you know. Yeah, people things. should subscribe because it's one of the great places left to get food data. <laughs> Each week I look at my Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine on my counter and I think, oh, I'm so glad it's still here doing what it's doing. Oh, you're so sweet. Print um, is not dead. No, it is not dead. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is the part of the show where we tell you two things that we're obsessed with every week. Yes. Give me the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. With him, with him, with him, with him. All right. I am going to have Stephanie March start us off. Okay, so I will tell you that I was at, uh, I popped up to Brother Justice Distillery this week. And was that the green well, thing this, on your. This is oh, what I'm saying. Okay, this is sorry. Thing. Don't mean to ruin your top two. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the thing that I was going to say is that I, I don't have a shamrock shake in my ba- in my obsession in my past. Lots of people do. Lots of people, when the shamrock shake comes out, they're all about it. And they're like, minty shake, and they love it. I just don't have that tradition. You know what I mean? I never did. And it's not that I don't love a good mint shake, because I do love peppermint ice cream, like a lot. Um, anyway, I was up at Brother Justice, and they are doing something called the Shamrock Shimmy. And it is brilliant, because it's made with whiskey, obviously, because that's what they're distilling up there. Um, and then they're making this sort of like minty... You know, like syrup that's almost got like an Andes moment to it. And they, you know, they basically Yum. mix it up. And so it's this creamy and it's not a sh- not ice cream. It's just cream and ice shaken with uh, a little bit of like Andes Yum. sprinkled on top and whiskey. It's so good. Yum. You guys, it is wrong how fast you can drink that. <laughs> we saw it on your Instagram story yeah. and my friend was going up there. Yeah. And so I showed her. I'm like, you have got You've to get got this. to get this. I think she probably did last yeah, night. It was brilliant. Like if they've, if I, and I was like, why haven't we been getting the shamrock shakes from McDonald's and just adding whiskey anyway. Like that's an that's an that's a level up, people. That's, that's a little funny. bit. You might as, and then if you want to dip your thin mints from your Girl Scouts in there, hey, you go do for you. it. Okay, you should also be going to Lucky Shots pickleball. Right, right you love door. it. I am having just a blast pickleballing yeah. my face off. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and I have to thank Julia Cobbs because she's the one who got me into it. Great, she was. Uh, okay, so. Beatrice Ojikangas, who is the James Beard Award-winning Minnesota cookbook author of life. She's had like over 30 cookbooks. Her bread and soup cookbook's great. She has a new cookbook that's casserole cookbook. Mm -hmm. And she had an older casserole cookbook. And I think this has been updated. And it's got a new cover on it. Refreshed. Refreshed. One of the coolest things she does is in chapter one, she identifies like, here's basically what casserole is. 
it's a base and here's how you make your own cream of something. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't necessarily use the cans. She makes her own. Yeah. Then you have a protein. Then you have a vegetable. Then you have the herbs. She gives you like the six piece plan for casserole. The building blocks. And then you can fill in and like make really a casserole out of anything. Yeah. There's 500 recipes. Yeah. So again, if you're like someone who's into casseroles or even if like egg bakes in there, are egg bakes considered casseroles in her world? Yep. Okay. She also has dessert casseroles. Okay. Well, like a, like a pie, you know? Yeah. Like, or, but it's like not a pie. It's a, like or, a tr- hot Like trifle. bars could technically be a casserole. They're made in like a casserole Well, dish. so that's the thing. The actual word casserole is really meaning the pan. Pretty and much. That's what, I mean, it's called a casserole pan. It's a French thing. And then we all, and of course, then everyone in Minnesota has to correct you to make it hot dish. And that's fine. I'm surprised she didn't call it hot dish, but there's a, enough hot dish I got someone took me to task on that yeah. on Twitter. We I all was have like, to do well, that. It's um, a pride I thing. was just saying the name of the book. Right. So I'm not going to call it her hot dish book because it wasn't. Because <laughs> it's actually called it's Casserole. It's called the Casserole Cookbook. But it's funny. It's that Minnesota pride thing we do where we like, you know. Hot dish. I just corrected it for you. It was, uh, it's a great book. I'm really excited about it. I haven't cooked a ton out of it. I've cooked one thing, but I just love the way the cookbook's set up and you should get it. It's the casserole cookbook. We'll put a link up. Okay. And she's a local treasure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have a couple of things that I follow, you know, like I follow restaurants and stuff on Instagram and all the rest and, and, but then, you know, every once in a while I get new things. I've been following this new, um, account and now I've just lost it. So I got to find it. But basically she did something that I was sort of like, Oh, this is actually kind of brilliant. Um, and I don't know why I haven't thought about it before, but it's a pasta handkerchief. The idea that you don't need to like form your pasta into a million shapes. What if you just make like a very loose envelope? <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, because I've been making fresh pasta. I have some in my freezer right now. Some really great spinach, dark green pasta. And I was thinking about it because I've been using it to do lasagnas, you know, and things. And now I'm thinking, why don't I just, I could like take one of the chunks off you know, unfreeze it, roll it out flat, and then basically all you do is you make it into kind of a big old square, you boil it, you know, and then you kind of like lay it on a plate and pile your things on and fold it over. It's kind of like a galette sort of. It it is, but even like less than that. Like that's even like too much. And it's just... So elemental to think of like a sheet of pasta because really, you know, like you're you're cutting it and getting a bite. And this is like where I get into, of course, my perfect bite moment, because sometimes, you know, there's too much pasta per filling or you could you it's hard to chase it. You always get a thick, but like just the perfect slice of pasta when you can chase it with like your goat cheese or your bolognese or something like that. So I'm going to make. Um, and she and I'm going to find her thing that on here and I'll post it. But it was basically she had like what she was calling a white bolognese. And I thought that was really brilliant to take the way that I make bolo with pork and chicken. Um, and instead of tomatoes, like do the cream, do the stock and then do white wine. And then instead of tomatoes, maybe add in like, you know, I don't know, like an artichoke or something like that. Yeah. And so having a different and maybe doing time and doing something else. So I'm going to mess with that this weekend. All right. And we'll see how it goes. Okay, my second is basically Austria as a country, (laughs) but more specifically, there's a brand of wine that is only carried at Certix. And I know this because I went to Austria and somehow the person who I was having the wine was like, oh, yeah, we're in Minnesota at Certix. And it's Goebbelsberg and they're Austrian wines. 
And what I love about them is they are using grapes that we're not super familiar with, but that give you a great wine experience at a lower price point. Got it. So they have a white that's a little bit effervescent, kind of like a Vino Verde, but not quite. They have a rosé that we drink all summer long that's, again, a little bit effervescent, very dry, not very sweet. And I've been drinking this red. It's called Zweigelt. 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 Thank you. And it's just like a drier kind of red, almost maybe more like a Merlot would be. Yeah. So it's not as light as a Pinot, but it's not as heavy as a Cabernet. And because Austrian wines aren't as popular in the United States, the price points are just excellent. And you get, you know, for about 15 bucks, these great bottles of wine. Yeah. Yeah. So look for the Goebbelsberg Austrian wines at Certix. Um, I think they have an exclusive distributor relationship with them because that's the only place I've ever seen them. But whenever I go there, I stock up on my Goebbelsberg wines. Schloss Goebbelsberg. And they're also screw tops, which are becoming sort of my favorite because I'm the only one at home that drinks wine anymore. Yeah. So it's nice to just have a glass of wine, put the screw top back on, put it in the fridge, be done. Schloss. S-C-H-L-O-S-S. Schlossberg. Schloss is a castle. So it's the Castle Goebbelsberg. Yeah. I like that. They're delicious. Um, That's really great. Okay. White, red, or pink. Right. Right. I will. And I have to tell you guys that I started doing um, Leslie Miller's Sip Better Wine Club. Oh. And I got my first shipment of, of bottles of wine. That I have never tried before, and okay, I, I might just, have to do that. You, you really do. Yeah, honestly, it, it, I'm gonna do. I it. was like texting with a friend, you know, who's out of the country or out of the state, and I was like, "Dang it, I just, I don't have any wine in the house, and I really want to be having a glass of wine right now, and but I don't want to leave my house because it was cold or snowing." And she was like, "You know, you, you know, someone for that." <laughs> I was like, "You know, you're right, I do." And I basically ordered up this thing, and now I've got six bottles of wine or four bottles of wine in my house, and. I'm so excited to try each one. And it's just, I think it's a lot of fun. It was 80 bucks and I did four bottles. Yeah, $69.99 plus bonus bottles and glasses. I bet with tax. Yeah. And so it's like, and it comes to your house and it's like, so now I don't have to go and I don't have to look and I have to think and I don't have to, it's just someone who's like curating a list of wines that you think. And then every, every, after the shipment and after you drink through your box, you go on to the website and you rate each bottle so that you're like, I liked this one. This was super minerally. I don't like this one. This one was too sweet. Then she curtails her picks for you for the next time. It's picked two through. You can do top 12 reds, top 12 mix or top 12 whites. The idea that you can get, I mean, seventy dollars for Listen, twelve bottles of wine is a steal. I am, it's, I'm saving money by doing this. Yeah, saving money, and it's coming to my house, and I don't have to go to the store. And she is local. Yeah, I'm, all the wines aren't local, but she is. Yeah, so right. support a, a lady in business. <laughs> all right, that's it for top two. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the weekly dish. We are here with our friend Jess Fleming, who wor- works for, writes about. St. Paul, St. Paul Pioneer Press. <laughs> uh, also uh, is the fish fry maven and has also talked to us in years past about booyahs. Hi, Jess. How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? We're so we good. are great. So St. Paul, I did a little fish fry roundup and it feels like it's like 80% St. Paul places and 20% Minneapolis. Did all the Irish Catholics just overwhelm St. Paul? <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's really big in St. Paul, and my fish fry thing is like fire on the internet. I bet. The whole of Lent. So <laughs> you do this fish fry roundup every year. What are some of your favorites, and 
you know what like you, tell me about your background like i know you're just you're into it you go and you eat these well i okay i have to start by saying i'm from wisconsin i was gonna say can we level wisconsin. set on the heritage here <laughs> yeah um eastern wisconsin we are known for you know lake fish fish fries yep. so they're like the little sunnies perch bluegills dredged in flour fried really quick they're not the big beer batter cod. Correct. Um, and so I really prefer that if I can get it. Yep. My c- current favorite is probably Tipsy Steer at High Pines um, okay. Brewery in Roseville. They have sunnies. They're breaded. They're not battered. They're crisp. They are really addicting. And I don't know. I think it's the best sunnies example of it in town. How fun to have like little... You know, like well, and like sometimes Urban Growler has perch. They don't have it right now, but it's they don't. Yeah, yeah. there it's there's a perch shortage right now. You even find it in Green Bay because I'm in Green Bay a lot, and they're um, they're running low on perch too. So it's everywhere. I'm not sure why. I was just going to say, is there an employee don't like the lake fish as much as? Wisconsinites, because there's a million lakes in Minnesota. You know? right, right. Yeah, you'd think. All right. So if you're looking for a sunny fix, that's what about like, do you have a favorite walleye place? Um, You know, I did just eat Urban Growler's walleye and it was really good. Um, And for the fish fry face off stuff, we did um, yeah. the loon and that was really good. Was, I was shocked. It was the loon in Minneapolis? No, in St. Paul. The loon no. right next to like Meritage, you know, the loon cafe. Okay. Remember? It yeah, took over Great Waters a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Gosh, I that was a long time ago, pre-pandemic. Yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah. It was a great while. It, it had like great spice to it too, right? Yeah. Well, and they battered it and then breaded it. Yes. So it was really crunchy on the outside, and it didn't feel greasy at all. It was, and it it was walleye. Um. So that one I can really recommend. I thought it was great. Okay, how about, like, any others that you're interested in, like haddock or cod or some of the more traditional big, meaty whitefish? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's favorite in St. Paul, it seems like, is Ob. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, <laughs> I require people to send me their info for the fish fry roundup because there's so many. Yeah. And they never send me their info, and if I don't put them in there, get, I get 100 emails. You get, you get, <laughs> you catch the hell for it. That's for sure. funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you know, Abs is a really great dive bar. They have good au gratins too. Have you had their au gratin potatoes? I am not. Oh, I gotta yeah, go. I mean, I I, we love their I was milk. there for fish fry many years ago, but I should probably go back. Right. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I've heard. By the way, we have uh, someone just noticed uh, or sent a note on Twitter that uh, they heard that Floyd's in Victoria serves good bluegill on their app menu. <gasps> I know. I haven't I seen a bluegill in a, I know in a long time. Floyd's is a great dive bar. It's just, just that would take you like three hours to get there, I feel like, you know. <laughs> I know, but I would drive for You would it. do it. <laughs> you would go. Uh, Jess, do you do church fish fries, and are there some of those that you'd recommend? I have done them, um, but I haven't for a long time. There was a place in Minneapolis that I really liked. Um, was it, 
Albert. Coach Alexander the Great. Albert. Albert the Albert, Great. Yep. Right. Albert the Great. Yes, but, that was great. And um, they're not doing it this year. They're just they're doing soup dinners for so because they just can't. Oh. They still can't do it. A lot of churches are either they're doing pickups. They're doing pickups still. I will tell yeah. if you are interested in it. Church of Sacred Heart in Robbinsdale is doing both dine in and takeout, and they have a great beer battered fish. I gotta tell you. Yeah. It's, okay. It's a weird year for a lot of the churches because a lot of them are doing drive-bys or pickups. Yeah. Just still pandemic. Yeah, and I include a lot of those in the VFWs and everything in my listing. And I try to say, you know, if they're dine-in or carry-out only. Yeah. Um, How about VFWs? You mentioned VFWs. Are there some that you like there? Um, My favorite place like that is the the little one in Mendota, the tiny little town right off of Mendota Heights. Yep. Is it across from Axel's? Yeah, <laughs> it's, I just love that one. But, um, you know, I I don't, I, I have to admit, you know, I don't go out for as many fish fries as you would think, given my <laughs> giant list. <laughs> no, I hear you, and it's been... You kind of can't, let's be clear. I mean, like, yeah, that would be eating fish fry, I mean, every week, like multiple places every Friday. That would be really hard. Is there a fish sandwich that stands out in your guys' minds? Because a good fish sandwich, like... Eli's has a great fish sandwich with a walleye that's almost tempura battered with like a vinegary slaw on a big hoagie bun. Yeah, that sounds That's good. a really good one. Yeah. Um, you know, I really like um, Joseph's right off of downtown St. Paul. Sure. On the um, near west side, they have a really great walleye sandwich. I, I've always loved that one. I, when I was pregnant, I used to crave it all the time. I used to make my husband go get it. Um. And I think there's some sort of like red pepper aioli on there. It's oh, pretty good. Could yeah. be, could be. That's yeah. always delicious. So, yeah. Jess, uh, fish fry roundup. What else are you working on for dining in St. Paul? Things are starting to get open, and yeah, um, Gus Gus in the former Stewarts. I just saw that they opened this weekend. I'm in California, or I would probably be there. I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, That's just good. Gus. Yeah, the old Stewarts yeah. that. Previously to that, 128 Cafe. That's right. a great spot. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Memento um, also a, opened quietly. Did you see that? Yeah. That took oh, over? Yes, I did know that. They, yes. <laughs> Morrissey Hospitality I didn't converted know that they Pazza were like... Luna into three smaller joints, and Memento is their wood-fired smaller. Yeah, I just had no idea that they were that close. Like, yeah. it was like, boom, oh, we're open. So, all right. Yeah. I love it. Jess, we're wrapping up here, but people can read your content in St. Paul Pioneer Press at St. Paul Pioneer Press and also TwinCities.com. Thank you for being with us and talking fish fry. I love it. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, and have a great trip. Uh, She mentioned that she's traveling, so have a great trip. Yeah. Fun people are traveling again. I'm starting to get back out into my St. Paul times. Good. Just moving around. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back. So we'll see you soon, Jess. Thanks for being Thanks, on. Jess. Appreciate okay. it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. It is a lot of things going on next week, by the way. <laughs> Monday yes. is Pi Day. When is it Monday? Monday. Okay. 3.14. Like, if you had to go get a piece of pie right now. Right now. You have to get. You can only get one. Where are you going to go? Well, okay, but I just had pie at Revival, and it's near my house, so like that's, that's okay. Going to be a default. Is fantastic, and their their banana cream pie has like so good. It reaches up to God, and you got to love that. It's delicious. And their chocolate pie too. They had a s'mores thing, and I wasn't so jamming on that because it was too sticky with the marshmallow and all the rest. But the chocolate pie, just straight up chocolate pie, 
I mean, not French silk, yo, because that's a whole nother yeah. thing. And Minnesotans have this thing with French silk, but just a good solid, like almost like a brownie pie, but it was better. Oh, Yum. I loved it. I loved it. So that would be probably my fast thing. But okay. how about you? Probably hot hands. Well, and I wish I lived closer to hot hands because I got to tell you the pie that they have, this cheese it peanut butter pie. I am down to try that. Yeah. I really hope. I get to. And it's delicious. And they have good fruit pies there too. And they have little and they have pie shakes. And they've got pie I don't think I've had a pie shake. Oh yeah. You take a pie, you put it in a blender with some ice cream. I mean, just let's get straight to the point. Yum. Then you put Love it in your it. face, right? So that's on Monday. And then, you know, we've got the Ides of March, which I'm the only one who celebrates that. And I don't actually celebrate it. I just think it's funny. You also and then, are the only one I know that does Shrove Tuesday. Right, right. <laughs> um, and then um, the St. Patty's Day is obviously on Thursday. And a lot of people are, uh, I mean, everyone's like, so if it's on a Thursday, do we celebrate it this weekend? Do we celebrate it next weekend? Do we celebrate it on Thursday? Or the whole week, if you're Irish. I mean, at Finnegan's, they've... Done the whole month. So why not just do that is my point. But they are, uh, it is, I think it is basically a Thursday gig, right? Like the parade is on Thursday, the parades. The Minneapolis parade has moved up to Columbia Heights, if you don't know that. Uh, the St. Paul parade this year is back and they are rerouting. They're doing it. They're going backwards. Yep. Starting in Lower Town and ending at CHS Field, which I think is a great idea. I think it's kind of fun um, to give some business to Lower Town, hopefully. Yep. Empty out some people down there. Um, and I think it's kind of, and they're, and the party that they're having at CHS field is like five bucks to get in, which is nice. Yeah. It's not a lot. No. And they do have a VIP option that you can get more, pay more and have more of a food situation. Right. right. So lots of good stuff down there. I would recommend like if I, if you're emptying out near lower town and you're doing the parade, I would say go to dark horse, Patty Whalen, you know, talk about a guy who knows about. Good whiskeys and <laughs> good times. Um, and we talked about his fish fry, but I mean, he's that's just a fun bar. It's just a great bar. Yep. Uh, if you're doing that. But I was thinking about it in terms of like, so there's a lot of like, uh, like Finnegan's is a place in Minneapolis. If you don't want to go up to Columbia Heights for the parade, Finnegan's is doing a big, you know, that brewery is so great because they also have um, fish fry. They, they Do they have fish fry? Yes, they're doing fish fry. At Finnegan's? Yep. Oh, I missed that. I totally missed that. But they do have the Northbound Smokehouse truck there, and they're doing smoked Rubens, smoked corned beef, which I think is fun. Yum. I know. But on Thursday, they're opening early. They have bands. They've got cloggers. They've got all sorts of good things. That Northbound Brewhouse makes good food. Don't they? Yeah. I think so, too. Um, Chef Sheila. Do you know Sheila Mullen? She's yeah. got a class at Cooks of Crocus Hill that she's doing that still has some openings on oh, St. Patrick's Day. On St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. That's and a she'll fun be idea. doing all of her... Uh, she took a... She went to cooking school in Ireland. Yeah, no, she did a whole thing out there. She's great. Yeah, she really She's been is. around for a while, too. Her soda bread, I think, is the best soda bread I've ever had. Oh, you know? she'd be so impressed. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, there is uh, also... France 44, by the way, you can order up. If you don't want to go and hit up the bars and all the rest... You can definitely order, like, they've got Irish stew, lamb stew. They've got, you know, you can order your corned beef cooked or uncooked. You can have it, like, ready to eat, or you can, you know, get a big hunk of it and stick it in the oven. Um, they've got, you know, all sorts of Cole Cannon, you know, the beautiful, yes. beautiful mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mashed potatoes, having it. Um but I do love the fact that you can just pick that up and then you can have your whole feast. You can also get some great Irish cheddar because that's the thing is like, I really love a good, sharp, you know, Dubliner Irish cheddar. It's my favorite. Yum. Hook right. has a good one too. 
Hook, hook. Hook's cheese. Oh, yeah, it does. Okay, yeah. good. Um, in fact, when I was in Wales, there was the Snowdonia uh, cheddar that was sort of like, I mean, it was as close to an Irish cheddar that I've had that wasn't Irish cheddar, but in the same, you know, the aisles, if you will. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You can find that sometimes at Trader Joe's or uh, I'm sorry. It was at Cub one year. Huh. I know. Kind of interesting. Maybe at Trader Joe's too. Um, a couple of the other things, though, other places that are doing St. Patty's Day stuff. Um, there is O'Shaughnessy, of course. Everyone's talking about going to O'Shaughnessy, I think. Um, it's going to get real packed. They're opening at 1 p.m. on Thursday. They've got food and drink specials, you know, but it's just going to be whiskey. Let's just remember that. <laughs> You're not going to find any green beer there because they can't, you know, serve it. But they've got distillery tours all day. They've got photo booths. They're just, they're doing it up big. And certainly it's right next door. Right. Right. You can totally hit distillery. And then, um, Sociable Cider Works, by the way, is doing, if you don't want to do the green beer, they're doing green cider. Let me know what you think about this. Made with matcha. I would like that. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. It could be really great. It could be real great with like, it's a, with, in conjunction with the Northeast Tea House. They're doing green matcha cider. And I think that that would be interesting to me because I love matcha. Love a matcha latte. Right. But. I would like it. I think that would be better than just having like Miller Lite with green dye in it. Yeah, pretty much. I think so, too. Um, St. Paul Grill, by the way, also, if you're on the St. Patrick's Day parade route, they are uh, popping there. And they're doing, you can just pop into the bar. They've got the Red Locks whiskey, which is Kieran Follier's yes. new whiskey. Have you tried it? I have. Do you like it? I do. It's good. I do. Um, I I like his whiskey profile. Mm-hmm. It's very different than like a Maker's Mark or very different um, than some of the other local. Because it's Irish whiskey. It's yeah. Not- like Maker's Mark is a bourbon, so there's a corn mash difference there. Yep. This one is a little. I don't actually. I don't know what his mash bill looks like. I can't remember what they talked about, but very. I mean, kind of a refined, blended, beautiful spirit. I think it was great. I really have. have you've had Keeper's Heart, which is obviously O'Shaughnessy Distillings. Yes. But that's a that I really enjoyed that too. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's nice for whiskey. You know, for whiskey to get a as far as you can go. A little bit. Um, I was thinking about Irish food because I was thinking about how the fact is like we on St. Patty's Day, we go to like, you know, Rubens and we go to corned yeah. beef and hash and we go to, you know, this kind of stuff. And I was thinking about how it's such a <laughs> sadness that Ireland itself has some really great food, you know. Do you know who that we last talked in depth about Irish food with? Who? Jack Rebel. Oh, did we? When he was doing all of his research for the halftime rack. Oh, wow. Long time ago. A long, long, like long, a time long, ago. long, long time and ago. And it was kind of that conversation that got me really thinking about, wow, this is an entire country. Yeah. A full of people that they don't just eat corned beef and Hi. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to like, could you imagine if you went to Ireland and it was just like chip shop, chip shop, chip yeah. shop, chip shop. And you know, he, he let, that's how I figured out or heard about Cole Cannon for the first time yeah. was from him. Like, yeah. yeah. So the thing is, is like, I think the thing to remember about Ireland is that um, it's it's literally about, yeah, like the fact that they have obviously generated more cooks as they've aged, like who are interested in new things. Let's remember that it's basically like it's a it's a island of fish. Yes. And I think the fact that we have they have great salmon and they have great, um, you know, God, they have great cod and haddock and all those beautiful things. There's some great places. One is called the Vintage Kitchen in Dublin. And if you want to look at modern, you know, Irish cooking, the Vintage Kitchen is, um, they're on Instagram and they've got great food tags and all the rest. 
But it's impossible to find a table there. People are saying that it's just, it's like one of those wonderful places. And they have, you know, just so many great fish dishes that are taken with a modern sense, but really still owning up to a lot of the history and the heritage inside of it. You know, mismatched uh, chairs and very home, you know, homey ambiance and stuff. But, you know, they've got like a duck liver pate with lime jelly and pistachio crumbs, which is something that you wouldn't think, you know, but they've got mussels with orzo pasta and a spicy broth. It's funny, we think about, like, American food is we can't nail it down to one thing, but for some reason with Irish food, we think it's one thing. Right. You know? And obviously they've got, oh, God, someone was talking about uh, thick and almost chocolatey Guinness bread. Like, not Irish soda bread, but maybe Guinness bread in the same way. You know, someone, Guinness does not have a high alcohol content. No. Which is surprising. Because you think, like, it's such a robust and hearty beer and, you know. It's lunch. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it's like a good lunch that's not, it's not super no. alcoholy. In fact, it was always kind of funny to me when people would talk about how they were like, oh, I had a couple of Guinnesses. I'm like, then you're full. You're not drunk. You're right. just full, you know? <laughs> Seriously. I always think about that. You're not drunk. You're, you're full. full. Right? Um, I want to say that hake is a great fish that they eat in Ireland quite a lot. They crispy on the outside, flaky and tender on the inside when they do it. Um, but they do, you know, like with pesto and on potatoes, you know, the idea that there's also, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of different besides soda bread. And like we just said, the Guinness bread. Yeah, there's like a lot of like walnut cakes and, you know, little uh, little different kinds of quick breads besides the soda bread. So and of course, the Irish butter. I mean, come on. The Irish butter and cheese oh, is yeah. outstanding. Obviously, Kerrygold is a butter yep. that we don't even remember how much it is so Irish, but it's, gosh, I love it. So delicious. So I was thinking I would do a chowder because that to me is something that is very much, I could do a seafood sure. chowder. I could use, you know, hake or I could use salmon or I could do something that was sort of, you know, a white fish in there and I could do a chowder and I could make uh, some big, dark, heavy Guinness bread and spread it with Kerrygold butter. And that's how I would do your uh, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Right. So there I am. That's what I'm doing. We'll see if I actually do it. We'll see if I post a picture of it. But because <laughs> you know how great I am at that. Anyway, we're going to take a break, you guys, and we're going to come back uh, and we're going to run it out. We got some locals to love. We got some more Pi Day if we want. We've got things going on. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. All right, Stephanie, guess what I'm going to be doing on Wednesday? I guess it's not this Wednesday. It's Wednesday the 23rd. Um, You are going to be hosting a. Yes. Something. <laughs> a bingo calling. Oh. I'm doing the bingo at Lush. I'm Yay. the celebrity bingo caller. Excellent. Okay, I'll come to yours. You have to, I'm doing it in May. Oh, I will totally come so to yours. I'll come to yours. You come yeah. to mine and we'll just make a whole... Can I heckle you and then you can heckle me back? Yes. Okay, excellent. And I'm studying like... I'm studying those B9. Oh, like, you know yes. how when you go and they yeah. have... And there's naughty ones. So I'm like going to... Don't... I'll give them to you. Okay. So you can use them in May. Right. Okay. But I'll do the research because I'm this. like... Okay. Yeah, so bingo calling. So if you want to join us, I think Jason's doing it this week. Obviously, Lush is his place. Yep. You can get a Betty and Earl's biscuit. You can get a delicious flat top burger there. Yeah. Um, They've got good fish sandwiches, too, by the way. And so go this week with him, but then come back next week with me. And then we'll all come back in May. I love it. To join Stephanie when she does it. Right on. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, should This be is fun. Wednesday you're doing it? It is. Uh, no. Wednesday the twenty third. Okay, so the Jason is this Wednesday oh, it, the sixteenth and the twenty third. Okay, he's on the Ides. Yes, he is. <laughs> also, I have one other oh, no. thing that I'm doing that's fun, and I'll I should get you a ticket to come. We're having a um, Makers of Minnesota cocktail party at the Lexington. Oh, 
it's going to be a hundred up to 150 people. So all of the levels will be open. Every bar will have uh, featured Minnesota makers. And we've got like V. Cray, Denord, Tattersall, Jay Carver, um, Sherub Shrubs, Sweet Haven Tonics. We'll have mocktails too. Okay. So that is uh, April 26th. Okay. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Marvelous. Um, Shout out to Fulton Taproom, who is 10 years old. And how the fact that that's Fulton Brewery is like one of the first tap rooms in the city. Yeah, the Sweet Child is still a awesome you beer. Love it still, I right? do, and I also like the Lonely Blonde still. Yeah, um, I do think that Fulton has made a mark, and I think that they, you know, I know that they contract brewed for many years before that, and then finally opened their tap room, and it was one of the first in the North Loop, and I thought it was great. I thought it was just fun. So there, ten years is a thing to put up, mm-hmm. and we're going to start seeing more of those, which is great. Um, also, 10 years, which I think is so funny, is the Minnesota Brewery Running Series. <laughs> yeah. How funny that they're Run both for because beer. their first 5K was to Fulton. Yeah. Like, it's just hysterical. But they are doing their kickoff today at the Schmidt Brewery in St. Paul. And, you know, like, they're like, you can get discounts on signups if you plan to do brewery runs. You and I did one once together. Do you remember that? It was yep. like five years ago, I feel Long like. time ago. Long time ago. But huh. it's wow. a lot. I know we should do that again. <laughs> but lots of fun stuff, right? I mean, like, they're like, you know, I just love the fact that they gather people together. You'd go on a run. Sometimes there's costumes. You just can be chill. And then you'd have a beer afterwards. It's kind of the best of all the worlds. Yes. If you want to believe that. Um, some big news about Hell's Cafeteria. Did you see I that? I did. Uh-huh. I'm so proud of Sin and Sin Jardies and Cynthia Jardies and her daughter, you know, Katie, who has Angel Food Bakery. But they have... Uh, you know, they've taken over the old Angel Food Bakery spot and she is creating uh, for her last gig as kind of leader of the show over there, uh, Hell's Cafeteria. And it looks like it's going to be a really fun, easygoing lunch spot in downtown Minneapolis, which, hello, I believe that we need more of. Yeah. Because people are lots, coming back to work. They are coming back and the Skyways have sort of been decimated for lunch. You know, and so I feel like there's a lot of places like my favorite Alley's Deli, I think is still closed. I don't know if they have plans to reopen, but it's interesting that I hope that there are more places that plan to do things like this where are just easygoing, grab and go. They know, by the way, that they're probably not going to get the volume that they used to get. So, you know, it's just it's a learning curve for the next six months, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, so we'll see. But Hell's Cafeteria is over on 9th, you know, across from Young Quinlan Building and the AT&T Building is on the backside. There are, you know, people coming back for that. So interesting stuff. Yeah. Lots of people are starting to come back and filter into work. You said you were back at work this week. I was totally back at work and we ordered and it was a moment of we're all like, where should we order food from? How do we what do we yeah. gonna, where do we go? And so that was I mean, that was interesting. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. I also don't know how people have gotten used to eating lunch at home, you know, and used to doing eating their pa- their habits from work from home eating. And if they do have to go back, how that's going to affect things. Is it going to mean they're going to want to go out for like an actual lunch hour now instead of just eating at their desk? Or will they eat at their desks and take what they've been eating at home and bring it with them? These I don't are know. all good questions. I'm very interested to find out. Um, I did want to shout out that Asa Bakery is open tomorrow. Have you, do you know anything about Asa? Uh Uh-uh. So cute little bagel and Bialy shop that was open in Southern South Minneapolis. They closed and they've moved and they're now going to open at the Sassy Spoon spot by Nokomis. Okay. Which was vacated. They're opening on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. They have a cult following. I don't know anybody else in town who's making Bialy's. No, they used to make them at that place. Was it the bird? But they don't do it there anymore. 
Right. And so there, I think one of the, I mean, I'm sure there are places. And if you have, if you know of a place that's making them, definitely send it to us so we know. Um, but they're doing really great bagels. They have great breads. They make a seasonal schmear that I have loved because they have like the scallion schmear that it sounds, ugh, oh, I just so love good. a schmear. I love a schmear. And it's their opening on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Understand that the first time that they ever opened in their other spot, they sold out in a couple hours and they're probably going to sell out again. So either go this tomorrow and go early or expect to maybe stand in line. Um, but after Sunday, then they're going to be open Thursday through Sundays going forward. So if you don't make it this weekend, you can probably make it next weekend and be maybe luckier. People love to go on that first weekend, man. Yes. They love to be the first. Yes. There's that deal. Um, also, some other news. Uh, Animales is officially open oh, for the yeah. barbecue season. They're going early this year. Um, they've got a spiffy new trailer. They're going to open at Bauhaus Brew Labs. They're popping up. Well, they popped up yesterday at Bauhaus Brew Labs. And then tomorrow, they will be at Able Brewing with uh, pork shoulder, fried rice, pastrami sandwich. He's been cooking a lot, too, on the off times here. He's got a lot of delicious items. Yeah, I think he's trying to figure out. Like, And I applaud that a food truck is trying to, like, you know, thinking about in terms of, like, what are people into? Are they want the same things every time? Do they want different things every time? How can we level out? Here's the deal, guys. Meat's expensive. And to do a meat-only truck is not going to gonna make him he it's too expensive to do yeah. it. so if he can fill in with like a you know pork shoulder fried rice if you're in for that and you also buy that then that helps up his balance sheet so that you know his his pnls balance out a little bit more are you excited about the new julia child cooking show on the food network i i don't know i don't They're know have you cooking? watched it Is no it started? it's just starting this week okay there's a lot of julia in the world because there's also that show on hbo is max. it hbo max yes okay I so they're gonna have an eight installment food network show about cooking from mastering the art of french cooking it's gonna be good i think do you think so yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i know that francis lamb is one of the people on there and i appreciate that because i like him yeah i like him too yeah. i just you know julia child i'm always up for Wait, it are you, are you supposed I'm, to cook along with it or are you they it's like regular cooks that are cooking things out of the original cookbook and they must have challenges and they must have ways that they're spicing it up i don't know because it debuts i think on the 16th it's this week on okay. the food network so we'll watch it and maybe we'll have a deep dive on it next week yeah let's that'll let's, be fun let's do a little julia roundup next week yeah because sure. i'd like to get the hbo max uh season is starting too and i don't know when that starts so next week we'll dive more deeply into the julia the julia obsession situation. right now she's having a moment she is having a moment um, you know who else is having a moment? Who? Uh, the folks up at Potluck. They've got Ranch Month. Oh, it's is it back? Ranch Month. Is it back? Grand Old Creamery has ranch ice cream. Um, You've got a ranch scrambler at Nordic Waffles. I don't know how I feel about ranch ice cream. I don't know. You know. It could it be just buttermilk, and if it's a buttermilk ice cream with some herbs, how do you feel about Burger Dive and Smack Shack's cheesy bacon ranch fries? Well, I have I no you feel problems. Good about those. I have zero problems with that. In fact, <laughs> it would be hard for me to even move to ice cream, even think about it, because I think I'd be all about cheesy bacon ranch fries. Yeah, I why mean, wouldn't you be? Yeah. All right, you guys have a great week. Ciao, ciao, everybody.